0: Welcome to Ending Pending. This is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. I'm your host Andy. I'm your not host Evan. And I'm your other not host Ronnie. All right. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, uh, I gotta be I gotta be clear with you guys. This episode is cursed. It, yep. has cursed. Been, it's it is cursed. It's a bad omen. It has been fucking terrible for us. Uh, there's a reason why it's coming out. Uh, Late, And that's not just because of Christmas and the new year. Um, This is our third time trying to record it. No, not trying. This is our third time
1: recording the entire episode and then having it be destroyed somehow and having to start completely from scratch. This episode is cursed.
0: I'm going to be Akon here. You can put the blame on me. You can also (laughs) put it on some technical hiccups. Uh, Evan had to fix our... Ghosts. Evan had to fix her mic with pliers, just jamming Uh pliers into it. Ronnie had to punch um, a vagrant in the face who ran off with his laptop. Uh Like, it has just been problem after problem. One of those is true. One of them isn't.
2: Right, yeah. Don't I'm I I'm very nonviolent, especially against the underprivileged.
0: That's true. You're you're a good dude, Ronnie. You're like I one try. of the best. I, he's of the best not people to I know. try to punch
2: vagrants. I yeah, it's like a pretty low bar. 2018, don't punch vagrants.
0: Uh, but it is a new year. Hopefully, with how cursed this episode is and how cursed our country is, Quintacodal will rise finally. Uh, you know, six years late, and just swallow us all. Yeah, nothing matters. If, if
2: nothing else, like, I think at this point, if we put this episode out, we're just passing along the curse to you, the listener. Yeah. So thank you for unburdening us. But it's okay, because,
1: like, n- the everything's burning, like, the world's falling right. apart. Uh, so, like, what's a curse? Like, yeah, just, a curse
2: is in vogue these days.
1: Yeah, like, you, you might as well have supernatural problems as well as real ones. Like, just embrace everything.
2: You walk into the the salon these days, and it's like, ooh, what curses do you have this week? Ooh, you got the podcast curse. Oh, wow, that's that's trendy. Do you have? A, do
1: you go to the salon, Ronnie? Is this a first-hand experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, I get a, I get a wash and shampoo every time I go. Is that is that is that a salon? It feels nice. He massages my scalp.
0: <laughs> In- Anyway, including <laughs> including episode zero, this is our thirteenth episode. We actually only just
1: realized that. Like, yeah, we yeah. just a we just did ago, that math after just after the first two uh,
0: went up in flames. We realized like, oh, this is a oh. So this well, is whatever. this is going to be a, a slightly shorter episode uh, just because we're fucking exhausted. You. Yep. Um, I'm gonna give you a recap of some of the bits we did that were hilarious, but <laughs> that we're just not going to bother redoing.
2: Sure.
0: Um. There was a lot of pork jokes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pork jokes. Um, Ending porging. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna start a new podcast called End, uh, Ending Porging. It's gonna yeah. be a pork cast, but that's that's done. It won't happen. No. No. I went. <laughs> Evan does yeah. do a great pork impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some of the other jokes we had that were real great that we're just not gonna do? Um,
2: I mean, we we weren't particularly funny at the time, and now you're expecting us to be funny in retrospect. Um, <laughs> I don't That's know. That's it. We, that
0: covers everything. That yeah, was gold. I mean,
2: there's some jokes about like about my fair lady that I hope that we still get around to. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll still do this. You we'll do it,
0: we'll do it without being mean this time though. I yeah. feel like we can't be mean No, to you a
2: listen, third time. you can be mean to me. I didn't know. No. Like I'm actually
0: really excited for selfie.
2: Like yeah, me too. Me too. After
0: having to do this episode three
2: Honestly, goddamn times. I, I like, really
1: I really <laughs> resent almost human now. Like I can I, I can
2: never look at it again. I truly wanted to know that, like, Evan, like, you are such an Almost Human fan. I have to imagine this has made it so, so sour for you. Oh, I've been
1: dreading recording this episode for the third time and just thinking about the last three episodes so over weird. and over and over in my brain. I have, like, I don't even it's, know what happened now. I, I've gotten yeah. them all mixed up. Like, Well,
2: it's almost a month now that we've had to keep these three episodes of Almost Human bookmarked in the back of our brain just ready to, like, st- shoot our mouths off about it that's the curse
0: oh Oh, shit did you bookmark them in your brain because i've just forgotten (laughs) everything so there's Uh, robots and
1: i bookmarked the robot dick came back right the robot dick did come back yeah there you go that's all i I bookmarked them in my browser to keep my brain space clear so i just um for the synopsis i have to give you the synopsis that's the thing that i do but for the synopsis i have just uh bookmarked this on wikipedia all right
0: so i guess we're diving into this uh for our That's listeners cool. yeah um, it's, it's
2: episodes uh what is this 11 12 and 13 of uh almost human
0: yeah it's the final three episodes of almost human um it's a show about a robot and, it's, and a cop
1: uh yeah <laughs> a hot robot and a hot human and there's robot dicks The well there's just one that we know of i guess Yeah, just one robot, just one dick. robot dick that we know of all other uh, robots they never, are Ken dolls. They, uh, the the robot and the guy don't have sex. We've discovered, unfortunately. Anyway, it's a it's a cop show. It's a police a buddy, procedural, buddy cop like post, show.
0: Post almost apocalyptic or yeah. something. Cyberpunk. Carl, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban's in it.
1: Michael Ely. very attractive man. Yeah. Anyway, episode eleven. Um, there were uh, hackers. What was this? Oh, it's oh, smart the Smart, house. House. It's smart the, house.
0: It's the Disney Channel original movie, but not as good. Yeah, a girl yeah. hacks,
1: a, girl hacks a, a Smart House program to kill people, so the houses kill people. And uh, this is actually an interesting experiment because once you've distilled out all of the like talking points, I guess the most important part of the episode is what sticks with you after a month. And what I remember from this episode is uh, Kennex and Stahl. In their shitty '90s uh, hacker attire, yes, uh, yeah. uh, infiltrating the hacker party, the 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 land party that basically was a VR real anyway. Hacker hacks some smart houses, kills some people. Uh, episode 12: A guy kills people and cuts their face. He doesn't. No, he doesn't literally cut their faces off. He copies their face. He kills them and copies their bits of their faces with nanobots and slaps them on his face. And then it's also he can impress his online girlfriend and it turns out she's blind in, you know, a beautiful Shakespearean uh, twist of irony, mm-hmm. a la Greek tragedy. Um, and then episode 13, a guy is a murderer, but he's not well, he's not murdering people. He's uh, 3D printing people and uh, leaving their fake 3D printed bodies lying around so that He can experiment on their real, actual living bodies, uh, and nobody will look for them. And uh, it's important because Kennex's dad was working on the same case, and he did some stuff wrong. He did some shit, like he arrested the wrong guy, and he found out that he arrested the wrong guy, but before he could reveal that he arrested the wrong guy, he got murdered, and there was a real complicated subplot there. But... It's important because Kenix is dad, and then there's a cute bit at the end where, uh, where, uh, Dorian gives Kennex a present. I remember that part. Yep, it's real yep. cute.
0: Great, great synopsis. Yeah, we got cool, it. Cool,
2: cool, we nailed it. Andy, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cull it down to like the the one or two best things. What worked about these three episodes for you?
0: Um. Hmm. It's a great question. Uh what worked? What happened in these two episodes? <laughs> three. Um, three. Three. Oh fuck. <laughs> um what worked in these three episodes? The main thing that I guess I'll say that like really worked for me, um was in episode twelve, Beholder. Um, the the bad guy was incredibly unsettling and creepy. And uh that that's cool. And stuff. And then episode 13, Straw Man, the last scene of the show is fantastic. When, like, Dorian gives Kennex the leg, and Kennex is very obviously super touched, but is trying to play it off like it's not a big deal. And then, like, the look on his face when he, like, comes back and grabs the leg, and is just so excited about it. Uh, Oh, I'll share the line. I like. Yeah, you like this line.
1: I like that. Okay. Dorian the robot gets gets John a new robotic leg because he I mean he doesn't like having a robotic leg anyway but Dorian gets him a newer better leg and he wraps it in wrapping paper and it's very clearly a leg like it's just a leg shaped wrapped in wrapping paper and very proudly presents it to John and John sarcastically goes gee I wonder what this could be and Dorian totally unsarcastically very pleased with himself goes it's a leg
0: and that's it's adorable. It's it's, yeah, it's really cute, cute. Very cute. Uh, hey, Ronnie, what worked for you, man? Um, I'll go
2: last because I do my like bit into how I hated everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Evan,
0: what worked uh, for you?
1: Uh, they they did a good job of setting up season two, which is a shame because we never got season two. Uh, they did they they had been. To a lesser extent throughout the rest of the show, but to a greater extent in these three episodes, weaving in threads that were real interesting that never got resolved. Uh so that was cool. All the all the groundwork they were laying was interesting. I wanted to know stuff about the wall. Uh I wanted to know stuff about Dorian's robot dad who escaped. Um that like there was there was good stuff. What, going did, on what there. did these three episodes do that was good? Um, well that's I mean okay. those three were d- and uh, I love the, the hacker chic uh, undercover scene it's fantastic <laughs> Rudy dresses uh, Detective Kenix and Detective Stahl up in what he I guess thinks cool hacker wear is um, and sends them to a hacker party which is a virtual party it's not a real party and they look like idiots, and all the hackers keep telling them they look like idiots. Um, I liked the the dramatic Shakespearean twist in episode 12, The His Internet Girlfriend's Blind. Um, it worked for the same reason that it works in, you know, melodrama, in, like, Greek plays and stuff, stuff like that, because it's deeply ironic and uh it wasn't too caught up in like technology bullshit for the it wasn't uh they didn't have to explain that twist you know it was it was right there on the table for the viewer to get as soon as as soon as you realized what was going on so that was that was good that was a good twist it was nice seeing a twist that didn't rely on some kind of uh way too difficult to explain non-existent technology Strawman, i thought was pretty good Like the, the plot was interesting. Like the character dynamics were good. Uh, It was a little too complicated overall with all the subplots. But the all the banter was excellent as it always is. And I thought the the bad guy was pretty creepy, and the his motive was not too too contrived. Ronald,
0: yeah, what uh, what worked for you? Uh, Rudy,
2: Rudy worked literally the entire time uh there's a section in episode uh 12 i guess it is when a bunch of the uh genetically perfected humans the chromes are being murdered because they are they are so beautiful um rudy is very concerned that people are are killing beautiful people that they didn't tell him so he could protect himself as a very beautiful person and it's like Oh, like it's this like beautiful self-confidence, Rudy, and also like complete unawareness of everything. Like, you're great, you're awesome, Rudy. His like, as Evan pointed out, his uh, his Spider-Man three esque, doing his best Peter Parker in Spider-Man three of, oh, this is what cool is. Now that I'm, now that I'm cool, I'm a hacker. This is what cool is, and it's a very good like deep dive into someone's mind of like, I know what cool is. Here's what it looks like. Yeah,
1: Rudy. Rudy um, surely knows because uh, Callum Waits wears a fedora, and hackers wear pink wigs. Right, right, That's, right. This oh, is yeah, this is
2: what Rudy thinks is cool. He is he is the uh, connoisseur of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than Rudy, there wasn't a whole lot that I loved about these three episodes of Almost Human. So I'll dive right into what didn't work.
0: There we go, Ronnie. What didn't work?
2: I was just bored. I was just bored, bored, bored these I, last I'm, three I'm sure episodes.
0: recording Not, it Three times doesn't oh, so hurt Let's, let's be like, real, I,
1: we're all saltier Than
2: we started out We're all like, fuck, right. fuck this show <laughs> <laughs> I started out Very salty, I was just a big Old pile of salt Um, I just didn't like. There was some, You looked like, there back
0: was, at Sodom and Gomorrah mm-hmm. Right
2: You're a pillar of salt I am, I am, throw me in the garbage heap Cause there's, there's nothing left of me now Um Salt there was very
1: expensive back then, okay? So you're
0: actually
2: I know, but there's like a biblical thing about like what good is salt if it's not salty anymore? Just like yeah, there's no throw good. It out. That
0: was a deep cut, Ronnie. Yeah, oh, you did. You Evan, did a double. Evan, you did a double biblical reference uh, yeah. there. You stacked your biblical reference. Evan, on a biblical reference. Evan was raised Catholic, so he's never actually read a Bible.
2: Evan, I was raised Catholic too. Oh hey. <laughs> oh, so I, I very, very only
0: recently have read Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually
1: had like in-depth Bible study classes in high school. But... Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. You 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 know your shit. Mm-hmm. As someone who was raised Baptist, though, I have to look down upon you. It's in my blood.
1: You signed a contract when you were born.
0: When I was baptized, actually, mm-hmm. that I would look down on Catholics for not actually being saved enough. Yeah. Well, anyway. whatever that <laughs> thing they do when you... Anyway, ending pending. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this, is a, this is a Christianity podcast now in yeah. all of its many branches.
2: We could keep um... the name,
0: though. What? Oh, it's we a, could it's keep a, the we could keep the name with ending pending. It's we an could en, do it. End Times Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just waiting for that rapture. <laughs> ending <laughs> pending. Christ is coming back, baby. <laughs> just sound those trumpets. <laughs> trumpets. Oh. oh, you've cracked the code. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> anyway.
2: All right, where was I? Oh yeah, I was super bored. Yeah, I was super bored every episode of this. Like the smart house was just like Yawn, the uh, beholder, the the guy stealing DNA was just like, I've seen it. I got it. And it was kind of neat at the end when there was that twist. It was like a gift of the Magi, except like not and scooper creepy. As Evan said, they did a really good job of setting up for season two. I don't feel like they did a good job concluding season one.
1: That's fair. Like
2: there was a lot where I was like, this is – we were building up to something, whether it was the syndicate, the terrorist organization from the beginning, or whether it was like John's dad that we just kind of learned a little bit about at the end of, uh, of season of episode 13, right at the end of the season. Uh, I just wanted more. I wanted a greater conclusion um, to this season and whatever this was. Um, so so yeah, that's what didn't quite work for me. Evan.
0: Oh,
2: I'm always oh, well, next.
0: Because liked it the best. This is our third time.
2: Andy, no, I'm pretty sure you did it last last time because you complain each time about how there's nothing left for you to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then I had a really good point. I stole it the <laughs> second go, time you, we recorded, so next. I want to make sure I get it. <laughs> you go next, Andy.
2: What didn't work, Andy? What didn't work about what, these episodes what, for you?
0: What didn't work? Um, Smart House just sucked. Like when Disney Channel original movies from like 2002 do the premise better than you, it's it's a little embarrassing.
2: And I thought about it even in Smart House. The Smart House tries to kill the family. Like it's even a better like creepy TV. Yeah, plot.
0: it's it's uh, 2001 a Space Odyssey at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for 2001 a Space Odyssey. I know. Um, I, was,
2: I was waiting I'm, I'm waiting for the I, I didn't see 2000 a Space Odyssey so I didn't want to see Yeah, the you got to see that one first. Yeah.
0: Um for the Beholder episode uh there were just like little pieces that didn't quite makes sense i think they were real and enamored with like the tech they had and whenever uh looking back i've realized that whenever the episode deals more with the tech and less with like how the crime happens or uh, who's doing the crime and why that the episode isn't as good so when they try really hard to make it like a science fictiony crime and you know it's this it's this MacGuffin that did it. It's not nearly as good an episode. And for Smart House and Beholder, that's they were real enamored with the the tech in those episodes. And I think the police part of the show struggled because uh, they were way more focused on the sci-fi aspect. Um, also, what the fuck was that doctor doing? Like, why was that doctor performing those surgeries? Yeah. Like, and, what was and he like, getting out of it?
2: And fighting for the guy when, like, his lab got taken over. Yeah, like, he
0: died to defend creepy dude, creepy murder dude, and for no reason. We have no idea what his motivations were. So that still stands out in my mind um, as, like, really not working. And then Straw Man, it was just too many, too many, like, double crosses and, like, revelations. uh took place like this dude was framed no that dude was framed no like he was dirty but he wasn't and it, it like it ends up getting confusing i don't even remember exactly who framed who and why at this point anymore but like dirty cops innocent cops dirty criminals innocent criminals it was all folding it on itself uh and it, it didn't they didn't need to do that they could have cut out like two of those double crosses and focused more on like character development and it would have been a better episode heaven um <clears throat> they they continue
1: to treat rudy like shit uh like yeah. the, also why <clears throat> why does rudy have every single job uh in this whole precinct why is he uh the biologist and the chemist and the robot guy and the medical examiner and mm-hmm. like anything anything to do with science they just throw it at rudy and then they make fun of him for doing literally all their work for them.
0: Well, science mm. is all one skill on his character sheet. Yeah. So, he it just... Sounds min- like he's using the fate system. He just min-maxed the shit out of that and didn't level yeah. up anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, it, it's... The dude's carrying that precinct on his back, and they, they shit on him non-stop.
1: Yeah, so, uh... That's, that's pretty shitty. Um... Episode I also thought that episode 11 was, like, meh. I didn't hate it, but it, it was a little dull. Like, the, the girl's motives were a little bit confusing. Like, I, I, had, I had to take a while to sort out exactly why she was hacking the houses to kill people. Um, episode 12, why do you have to kill somebody to, to replicate? The, the guy was using nanobots to do plastic surgery on him. To make his face prettier he wasn't literally like cutting the people's faces off and slapping them on his face although he was clearly crazy i mean he probably just enjoyed killing those people but it was a dumb conceit like from a writing standpoint like there's no reason that you should have to kill somebody in order to have your plastic surgery robots copy a facial feature that they have i mean worst case scenario, maybe you'd have to have them stand in a a 3D modeling program for a couple of minutes or something, but that, like, they uh, I think they got real excited about this idea they had come up with and forgot that people just don't act like that. Like, that's irrational. So, like Andy was saying, kind of, they get too wrapped up in the tech in writing these episodes sometimes, and they forget to actually use like, a human brain to do human things. Um... And then uh, I I agree with with Andy and Ronnie that the there there was a little bit too much plot wise going on in in Straw Man with like we gotta absolve uh, Kennex's dad and but also we gotta solve Kennex's dad's murder like he was wrong but then he was right but then he was murdered and then he was murdered because he was framed and that's a whole other subplot
2: and yeah. Too much going on. Evan, we we did a little bit of this, a little bit more expansive earlier, but do you want to just hit us with the reasons why this show did not have a second season? Um, Basically because Money,
1: Fox, they had a real full show schedule, and this was, like, the most expensive show. And it was getting, like, good ratings, but they didn't think it was good enough ratings to justify continuing to pay for it in lieu of other shows that were cheaper and also successful so yeah like a lot of shows we, we have to kind of assume but in this case it was not considered by and large to be a bad show it just came on the air like wrong time wrong place and blew too much of its budget on special effects that it didn't necessarily need what Ronald part? did it work? Uh, uh,
2: I don't think so it, it's, <laughs> it certainly didn't well, if, work you, if, first... you,
1: if you had any doubt uh, three weeks ago, you certainly, yeah, no. you certainly it, don't think so now that
2: you've no. been this stewing is, in resentment. It's been like sitting in the back of the refrigerator in my brain, and it's getting a little moldy there, and I'm just ready to throw it out. I'm so excited to throw it out. Um, it was just... It, it didn't conclude for me, and I wanted it to. Con- good concept, good potential, lots of potential, but it relied, like Annie said, it relied too much on the technology of the week. It didn't conclude. Just didn't work for me. Evan. yes. Did it work?
0: Why did you say it like that?
2: Because
1: <laughs> nothing matters. Okay. Nothing matters. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I still... Okay. Uh, the last however long aside where I've been deeply resentful. Um I still like the show. I was interested in it. I think uh the premise it had it had a lot of good philosophical meat to be working with. I really feel like they would have got deeper into that in season. Of course, I'm not judging it on the assumption that season 2 would be good. But um as it is as a whole I would watch it again I have watched it several times it it's interesting to me it has its flaws but it really roped me in it it hit all the buttons that I I like about sci-fi shows so yes it worked
2: Andy yes did it work
0: um yeah yeah it's a fun show uh it's a Good mix of uh, police procedural and thing that is not commonly seen in police procedural which like has become a popular uh, format on its own in uh, network television these days but overall I think it's unique and uh, Carl Urban and Michael Ely's chemistry uh, makes all the bad stuff not matter
2: very good. So now we come to the very fun part of the show that I'm. I'm bummed that this got like my, the idea of just skipping over this episode. Like this is the part that would have hurt my hurt my soul the most. <laughs> um, let's talk about what our ideas would be for season two of Almost Human. I believe we've had Evan go first every time.
1: Uh, no, I think Andy went first. Well, it doesn't matter. Get rid of this episodic thing. This like. Crime of the week thing? No, do a do an overarching plot, and um, have them have them go beyond the wall, hunting for Dorian's uh, Robo Daddy, who stole the murder robot uh, programming and escaped police custody and is doing something nefarious. Surely beyond the wall, we just need. John and Dorian, really. Like, they're they're the the duo that works. They're the the best character interaction. They have the best chemistry. And have uh, like Rudy and Maldonado, uh and Stahl like sprinkled in there as needed. But strong character focus, overarching plot, and they they were hinting so strongly at the wall throughout season one and what's beyond the wall and what's going on with the wall what's the deal with the wall so um yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be season two and then of course i've said previously that this is the the judge dread timeline so slowly over the course of the next several seasons um the pre-apocalypse world that is the current setting of uh, almost human descends into an apocalypse and john Kennex, uh who already likes passing judgment and shooting people on the spot uh descends into uh the new persona he's created for himself of judge dread and then it's uh much like firefly uh capped itself off with serenity this this series will
2: cap itself off with dread 3d starring carl urban very good very good andy yeah ronnie what does season two of almost human look like to you
0: uh i would also say have it take place beyond the wall um we know from like behind the scenes stuff and interviews that beyond the wall was a tech free zone uh so they would save money on um special effects I would have an evil League of Evil uh, as, like, the overarching villain. So maybe uh, Dorian's robot dad assembles a uh, team of supervillains of bad guys who survived season one and are, like, good foils to our main cast of characters. That way they can each kind of square up against their arch nemesis and get their moments to shine. And... um, it would give it a more uh, overarching feel to things. So you could have the clone guy versus Maldonado because they seem to really have beef. You could have Negadorian and Dorian square off against each other. You could bring back the Collar Bomber and um, have him go up against Kennex again and uh, have Rudy really maybe square up and step up uh, his hero game. Um because he kinda hero worships Dorian's robot dad and it would be really cool to see them go toe to toe. Ronnie Very cool. Yeah. What uh what's your pitch for season two? What are you saying in that writer's room?
2: So in my writer's room I walk in and I just slam a big old poster down on the table like like that and it says on there Almost human Ah, crap. What was it? Um, <laughs> this is not in the writer's room. This is this is all pre-planned beforehand. This is what just is
1: Ronnie. This is just Ronnie being Ronnie. Yeah.
2: Oh. Oh, I got it. Never mind. Here we go. It's back on the table. Almost human, the revolt. So all the robots, Walking Dead style, all of a sudden just turn. And they're all the sex bots, the MX units. They all start just killing indiscriminately everywhere everyone and so the only way you can escape that is to go into the non-tech world on the other side of the wall and it's like all these you meet all these new people and like maybe some people that do that Kennex knew before and stuff like that and they're like you know welcoming but they're like very you know protective of the little world that they've carved out and what happens all the robots find out that people are escaping over there, and they climb over the wall, and they bring in the evil that all those people were worried about in the first place. And Dorian's, of course, this middle ground of, like, he's kind of human. He's he's maybe even almost human, um, but he's still oh, a shit. robot. Oh, shit, they said
1: the title of the thing in the thing. I <laughs>
2: know, I know. It's, it's Ken Externimus says, well, he's not quite a robot. You might say he's... Almost human, and, and then, then he looks like, at the camera.
0: You might say that he's being human, and then Sam Witwer looks at the camera and right, takes right, his right. shirt off because right. he's a vampire.
2: And everyone's like, "Is this guy even on this show? <laughs> show this, us this again." <laughs> Same number. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's it's a war of attrition all season long. Maybe like miniseries it, um, and six and episodes. Like, oh yeah, six episodes would be plenty, plenty of just like them like it. it all the technology has gone haywire they don't have any of the resources that they that they have come to rely on so much and it's all about just having to get back to basics on the other side of the wall and to lead the charge back and take back uh unnamed city that this show takes place in in almost human the revolt
0: what about season two the paperwork where John has to keep filling out forms yeah. for why he's been murdering suspects, right. <laughs> and then has to keep taking classes about yeah. you know how to treat uh, citizens and their civil liberties.
1: And they give him a, a competent anger
0: management
1: counselor this time, right? Yeah. Right.
2: Hey, John, it's time to account for all the bullets in your gun. Oh, why are why is your entire clip empty? Can you explain?
0: Why are there eight holes in that vagrant?
2: <laughs> these poor vagrants um yeah so I, what i've been wanting to do when if we put an episode out ever is uh put up a twitter poll yeah yeah where we can you can vote on we'll do something on facebook too. vote on your favorite is it uh almost human beyond the wall evan's suggestion is it andy's suggestion almost human the evil league of evil or is it uh ronnie's suggestion almost human revolt I feel like I said uprising one time. I don't know. Revolt's fine. Uprising um, makes me
0: think of Overwatch, though, and then the Omnic's and the Omnic Crisis, and then mm. we need we would need Blackwatch. And I feel yeah, I feel like there's... you're talking
2: about My Fair Lady, um, <laughs> but it's flipped. Um, but speaking of My Fair Lady, oh, you mean uh, Kingsman? No, we're not going to play this game again. We're not going to do this. My Fair Lady is a great, great, old-fashioned Broadway musical about Eliza Doolittle. She's a she's a vagrant. She's yeah. a, it,
0: it all comes full circle. Yeah. Uh, played by Taryn Egerton who mm. Eggsy, becomes drafted into the gentleman spy club known mm. as Kingsmen. Gets know. a new outfit. Yeah. She
2: just learn she just learns how to talk proper and, and wear fancy clothes and how not, to shoot a gun. Not, no, no. Cuz she's a spy. No, she learns to say, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. Why would
0: you say that, though?
2: Because you gotta get your A-words right.
0: Is there uh, an assassin with swords for legs? Um,
2: I think it was cut out of Act 2.
0: Oh, Elton John's in the sequel. Is Elton John in My Fair Lady? Uh,
2: no. No, um... I'd like to tell you that he is. He could be, I guess. But Selfie, the show that we're watching next is a bit of a is a bit of a playoff of my fair lady. It's got similarly named characters. And I'm just real excited. I'm yeah. excited to see uh, Karen Gillan. Ronnie's uh, so excited. And John Cho and all of just the firepower they put behind is, this cast.
0: Is it fair to say that we all have a crush on Karen Gillan? Eh. Okay, maybe not Evan, but I do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely I do. all of us do but Evan apparently. Yeah. So no. You're not my type. I like
1: boys that kind of look like girls and girls that kind of look like boys. That That's, that's my MO. Sure. Also, I think she's like, I think she's taller than me. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I'm see, taller than you.
1: I know, but
0: that's not like right. my thing. I'm the, I'm the outlier.
2: Mm-hmm. It's un- unnecessary information. That is definitely my thing. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, real excited for selfie. Um, yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a blast
0: uh we're looking forward to it, it. it's gonna be a good time
2: episodes are half an hour
0: that's that, yeah. that, the best part that alone yeah
2: is is tremendous uh it's on hulu hulu plus if you guys have a subscription you can follow along with us half hour episodes no reason not to start off uh, your new year right following along so, with uh, ending pending next
0: Break the curse next episode uh of our podcast what episodes of selfie are we tackling
2: We'll do episodes one, two, and three of Selfie for uh for our first episode of Selfie. We do have some housekeeping. All right,
1: I have a housekeeping. I last week I sent out all the Christmas cards.
2: Yay! So our
1: listeners, if you have not received them already, uh, you should be receiving them soon. They're delightful. We're real proud of them. They're vaguely threatening, um, and they're they're also just just real cheerful.
2: We actually have in on past episodes. Poor uh, Nate Treese. We have we have oh. uh, gone on like a roller coaster ride oh, of his God. review. Um, but we actually have another one. What? We have, we have two reviews. Okay, but you
1: have to read Nate's again. Yeah, Nate has we do have to, read to know about it. about it.
2: Nate's is very good. Um, just know Nate that we have like. Gone in depth each time About how good your review is Oh yeah, um,
0: yeah we've talked about our, our There was a 20 minute segment last, last yeah, Recording yeah. and yeah. it's just all gone Our, Roman, yeah. our Roman personas
2: yeah. Yes yes I will get there uh, I love the subject of this Podcast Nate says and the title Is fun and clever and because there is An infinite number of one season TV Shows that deserve analysis and discussion I look forward to years of Contented listening and As for the hosts I can only think of one other trio of content creators who have the same talent and chemistry as Andy, Evan, and Ronnie, but Rush is retired, so they are by default the best. Oh, maybe the first triumvirate from Roman times. Evan is Caesar, Andy is Pompey, and Ronnie is such a Marcus Crassus. Um... Last Didn't, week we did like a full we, breakdown we of who Caesar Crassus Pompey and Marcus person. Crassus. I, yeah, I was All gonna right. say, yeah, Marcus um, Marcus Crassus is a shitty dude. <laughs> he's a shitty dude. He's he's super greedy. Would like sell the houses of dead soldiers because he could get it at a premium. Um, Caesar, everyone knows Caesar. He's just like the politician who kind of like rallied the masses. Uh, takes Pompey himself was, way too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Pompey was like a uh, military leader who like was very good at military but also just, like, crushed it with, like, peace treaties and stuff like that. Very good Uh, at military. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Crassus on the other hand, just get greedy. Just a bad guy. He he was killed, and they, like, beheaded him and filled his beheaded mouth with gold, liquid gold, as, like, a testament to how greedy he was, which is, I don't
0: think Nate likes you very much, Ron. I don't think he does either, and this is a
2: weird way of telling me that. (laughs) This is really passive-aggressive. Maybe he
1: admires this guy's... Frugalness.
2: Uh, <laughs> sure. I will say, I am very frugal. <laughs> so if it comes down to, like, cheapness and, like, no, I can't afford to go out to uh, that place. I'm going to eat ramen instead. I'm just going to sell um, this
1: dead soldier's house so I can make some
2: right,
0: sweet money on the side, right. and then maybe we'll go to dinner.
2: Right, uh, right.
0: Nate, I'm, just, I'm so flattered by that review. and um, Yeah. Just as Sir Nee is uh, our podcast night defender, uh, I would like to name you our podcast Harold. Uh, yeah, this is very official and personal position. And just as uh, I look up and admire you, and uh, I just I, I want to be more like you, Nate. You are a mm-hmm. goddamn inspiration. I'm also gonna plug your your plot uh, your podcast, uh, Enter the Cage. It's a great podcast, and mm-hmm. if you enjoy the bullshit that happens here, you would definitely enjoy the bullshit that happens there as they dive into Nicolas Cage movies and discuss them way, way too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy said last time that uh, Tyler, Nate, and Bonnie are kind of our—they're uh, kind of our, our podcast parents. They gave us their start, our start on their podcasts, and so we are—we are happy to have had. Uh, Tyler on our podcast and Nate here by extension and we got to get Bonnie into the mix in some fashion uh but thank you so much Nate for your good good review and singing our praises in that way um we have another review another five star review you guys are doing awesome I'm so I'm so pumped about this I didn't even expect there to be another review when I checked it just now uh this one is by Jay Hines 0042 uh I think this review should only have one season Uh, it said, I am hooked on ending pending. I find the witty banter by the team very entertaining. The sound quality is excellent and the content compelling. Not only are there three personal preferences expressed, but the hosts go into why they like or do not like various aspects of the show that make it clear they have deep analytical understanding of entertainment as a whole. You are fooled, sir. You are quite fooled and overestimating our, our understanding of entertainment as a whole. Uh, he says, "Well done." I say, "Well done, too." Andy, compliment our good friend Jay Hines zero zero four two.
0: Thank you, thank you, Jay Hines zero zero numbers numbers. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that I'm a huge, huge fan of your ketchup. Uh, I even liked the green and purple ketchup that you did in the late oh, '90s. I have been cool. saving. Uh, uh, in fact, a bottle of it, which I'm going to use in celebration tonight. I'm just going to drink the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that I think you are well-balanced with many different perspectives. And you have a great understanding of not only condiments, but also podcasts. And I mm-hmm. think you have great taste.
2: Great way to start off. And taste great. Some people. Yeah! Some peop- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people pop the bubbly on 2018. We pop the multicolored ketchup and just just <laughs> and down just it. Drink
0: it, <laughs> because nothing means anything anymore. No, it's all a mess. Yeah. We're all we're all going to 2018
2: with our with our with our gloves up. I mean, um, on the
1: on the bright side, like it's not like it could. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. No, don't <laughs> say watch. it. Don't say it. The uh, bar. I, 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 it's not I, like I, our, I agree. It's not like The bar our,
2: is literally so low. It's not like but. our.
1: It's not like our expectations could be lower. Like we already, like, we're already expecting it to be a disaster. So, maybe, you know, like, what's worse that could happen is that we're pleasantly surprised, I guess. Or we all die.
0: Like uh, Kylo Ren said, leave your past behind you, kill it if you have to. And, uh, let's, let's just murder the fuck out of 2017 and also the end of Almost Human. And move on to Selfie and 2018.
2: Selfie! 20, so... So I have been putting together a list of New Year's resolutions, guys, Okay. Um, and one of them on there, and this sounds crazy, I know, so stick with me, I kind of feel like we should do Firefly.
0: Ooh, that's the thing, though. Uh, it's a
2: resolution. I can't break a resolution.
0: Yeah, you, yeah they're made to be broken because oh. we're never doing Firefly.